0: Today, Carrie Lake gives no signs of conceding. The FTX scandal gets even more bizarre. And Twitter employees continue to melt down over Elon Musk's policies. We've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. Happy Friday. I am Sarah Gonzalez and I am joined today by Belize TV contributor and, of course, founder of the Ripaverse, Eric July. Uh, also joined by Alex Stein, Belize TV host of a show that you can't yet watch, but you will be able to very, very soon. And you're going to love it. You're going to love it. I feel like I'm just I'm you're like miming. I'll just
1: narrate. Well, they are gonna love it, you know. It's a lot of pressure, and you know, I just, you know, I'm getting kind of blue. You know what? We can't say it on this air, but (sighs) I just want the show to start. You know, I'm ready to start it. I was ready to start yesterday. You see see what I'm saying? I I feel like a horse ready to go at the stable, so, but it's gonna happen very soon, so stay tuned.
0: Yes, definitely. Um, so, in a, this is a video that was posted to Twitter yesterday. Carrie Lake said, she is still in the fight and exploring every avenue for legal challenges over the Arizona election, watch.
2: Hey Arizona, Carrie Lake here. I wanted to reach out to you to let you know that I am still in this fight with you. For two years, I've been sounding the alarm about our broken election system here in Arizona, and this past week has confirmed everything we've been saying. When we called for Katie Hobbs to recuse herself over a year ago, they ridiculed us. It turns out we were right. The fox was guarding the hen house, and because of that, voters have been disenfranchised. When we raised concerns, and I filed a lawsuit months ago to get rid of the electronic voting machines, they said we were crazy. Well, it turns out we were right. On election day, nearly half of all polling locations had problems with tabulating machines and printers. Rest assured, I have assembled the best and brightest legal team, and we are exploring every avenue to correct the many wrongs that have been done this past week. I'm doing everything in my power to right these wrongs. So,
0: uh, just a, an update on the ballot count there was 99% of the vote in yesterday. Hobbs held uh, roughly 17,000. 000- vote lead over Kerry Lake. Now, what she's referring to, of course, is uh, there are printers at 70 of Maricopa County's 223 polling locations printed ballots with ink too light to be read by the tabulation machines. Um, obviously, they, she showed in that video, for those of you who were watching and not listening, all of the long lines that voters had to face. Uh, they, Some of them, they were told they needed to travel to a new polling location uh, or, of course, you know, drop just drop their ballots off in this very very safe drop box to be counted later obviously very fairly uh and according to rasmussen actually 48 percent of maricopa's election centers had printer or tabulator malfunctions on election day not the previously estimated 20. so we were told 20 at first it actually ended up being 48 percent had issues and Shockingly enough, none of these widespread issues happened during early voting, even though they used the same machines. (laughs) It just so happened to be Election Day, which we all know when you're voting Republican, typically there is a much larger percentage who goes on Election Day. But again, nothing to see here. It's really frustrating because... Carrie Lake is obviously, you know, they're already calling her an election denier from the 2020 election. And so it's just so, it's like such a, gross, manipulative, gaslighty thing for the left to do to be like, look, she's going to look super crazy when she says it now about her own election, because we've already painted her as the election denier and the conspiracy theorist. So now she just sounds really, really crazy for anyone who isn't, I think, paying attention to what's going on and all of the testimony that we're hearing um, from all across Maricopa County, which I want to get to in a second. But but I want to hear uh, your thoughts on this gentleman.
3: <laughs> Obviously, the longer that you know, you have an election, let's say, taking place, right, where the where the winner has not certainly been determined. The more people that do participate, let's say, in that, they're going to look at the results and say, yeah, it's going to be wish-washy, right? Mm-hmm. And then in America's case, you have a great compare and contrast where you have states like Florida, which have a higher population much right. much, higher, much higher actually and they were able to get it done in a day and to be fair a lot of uh, them were able to so you have this going on for days and days and days and days and you know we hear more about these issues of course people are going to look at their those results and they're going to say hey i i don't really i, I don't know about that and then you hear about more problems that have come out being i mean 48 percent having some sort of issue that seems uh, fairly significant it's nearly half i might as well just say <laughs> round it up just say half of them mm-hmm. uh, had some sort of printing um reading sort of issues.
0: Compared to zero before election day.
3: Right. And Mm -hmm. and that's that's very significant. And it's hilarious because the folks that will look at that and they would hear a big karaoke or anybody that's like, look, this is a sham or something's going on. They'll, of course, gaslight you and tell you that you are certainly crazy. But if the whole goal here is that you want some sort of election integrity, I guess is the is the term that we could use, you're certainly not helping your case when you immediately shut down sort of any question there is surrounding this. And that's where the gaslight part of it, they expect you to look at that or whether you see those issues and you're like, it didn't happen. Yeah. Ooh, like, it's like you never, you're, right. it's a figment of your imagination. Yep. Like, don't no, believe this, you're lying. Yeah, eyes. exactly. No, it seems pretty significant that I don't know, some other guys across uh, the way were able to get it done much quicker and y'all couldn't get it done at all. And then when you consider that this is more of a battleground, certainly now people are going to put their tinfoil hats. But all of that can be avoided if you were on your stuff. Now, me, again, I've, I've considered these election stuff shams anyway. But what I'm saying is, or rather the point that I'm making, is that they're not really helping themselves lend any sort of integrity to whatever election cycle that we're in.
1: Well, when I'm in any competition and my opponent is control. Is in control of the scoreboard, you know, it kind of worries me. So I think with Hobbs, you know, she probably, you know, I don't want to say think it there's like
4: a, there's a
0: conflict of interest. I there, just do really. think that, and I think mm-hmm. that's very Secretary obvious. And I think, yes, mm-hmm. and I
1: think when Carrie Lake points that out, you know, she, they're going to call her a conspiracy theorist and they're going to label her the denier that she was because she was the pre denier. But I think, you know, she saw the writing on the wall in this instance and, I can't help but be on her side. But at the same time, it's kind of like with Trump and Biden. At some point, you just have to, you know, realize that you were cheated. And I think you just have to go about your business. And I hate to say that, but it's not a fair system. It's rigged. And even though this was the most fair and uh, accurate election of all time.
0: I thought that was 2020. This one too, 2022. 2022 as well. They're just, just going to keep getting, more, getting fair, more accurate, more, getting more fair, accurate, more, more safe fair. and more yes, secure. Correct. That, that is correct. That's the route yes. we're on. Yes. Um, speaking of that, earlier this week, a woman <laughs> testified to the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. I mentioned earlier you've got all of these people, all of their testimonies. Uh, this woman in particular said that 200 extra ballots inexplicably ended up in circulation. Watch.
4: There was no instruction for inspecting to ensure the uh, door three or the slot three was empty. So no one and not a poll worker, not a poll watcher uh, inspected to make sure it was empty. And the reason that's a point is at the end of the day, We were asked to report the number of voters checked in, the number of ballots that were transporting, and of those number of ballots, how many were door number three. We had 1,218 ballots. We had only 1,018 voters that checked in. And we had of those 1,218 ballots, 406 were door number three. Our rejection rate, which I confirmed with my Democrat poll watcher counterpart, I thought it was maybe 75% at least. He said, oh no, it's at least 90% rejection rate. The 17,000 number that has been uh, publicized as door number three ballots is far understated. We were there, we were there. Um, the discrepancy and the number of physical ballots that I had Uh, they came from somewhere we had physically had them they were not voters that walked in and checked in we had 200 more ballots than voters
0: but again (laughs) don't believe your lion eyes don't worry nothing to see here i'm sure everything is as alex mentioned it is all the safest and most secure and fair election of all time um it's difficult to Figure out how we navigate out of this because I think, you know, Carrie Lake obviously did a very good job of mm-hmm. trying to uh, campaign on hey, we need to fix our election integrity. And for all the people who scream about democracy, democracy is don't seem to care about it when it comes to the integrity of elections, because anytime anyone says on the right, hey, I think that we should make sure that all of this is more secure and we are getting an accurate count, they seem to get very quiet about it, Eric.
3: Yeah, because they're winning. And look... They're I, cheating and well, they're winning. Well, this is the thing, and yeah. what you have to consider, <laughs> and, and to be more accurate, it's like look, the analogy that I've used on the show, I've used on my show many times, it's the equivalent to entering into a boxing ring with an opponent. That opponent has weighted his gloves. He has flat out told you during the promos that he is going to low blow you, Mm -hmm. probably kick you in the gonads. He's doing all of that. He's bought off the referees and he's bought off the judges. And a lot of what the quote unquote right in this country does is that you enter into that situation trying to fight honestly. And while that may be admirable individually, that doesn't mean anything to them. I mean, we can look in 2016 and the results of those, that election and how fo- so many people were ringing uh, the alarm in mainstream like media. Mm. Right. Remember, Rachel Madcow, Maddow, whatever her name <laughs> is, was ringing the alarm about oh, what we have it right here. You know, the collusion and all and all Russians helped you do this with the and, and all that was OK. Uh, but now because they are winning and maybe yeah. it is a case where they rigged the system to benefit them the most. But that's the reality. What happens next is the key, mm-hmm. right? It's like you you know that. You've processed that information. They got you twice, right? Two lexes in a row where they where they got you doing some flaky stuff. Now what? Now what are you going to continue to enter in, in, into this like, well, no, I'm going to keep it. Keep it honest. Uh tied, you know, it, we we're, we're, we're going to be straightforward. Even though your enemy has said, we're will we will, we gonna low blow you, right. what are you gonna do about right. it? And that's what it will, well, I guess for the quote unquote right again, you have to accept that your enemy does not really abide by the set of standards that you hold yourself to. Even right. if they will hold you to them, right. they'll actually use them against you. It's like the old atheist that sits up there and well, that's not very Christian of you to say something mm-hmm. like that, even though they would dog Christianity and Jesus every other day uh, throughout the week. And that's a very difficult thing to navigate if you are still going to try to fight a monster,
0: so I want to I want to bring into the conversation here because I think this is you know you're talking about they're rigging it in their favor and you know kind of outmaneuvering the Republicans. Um, so over in Pennsylvania, this is according to Pennsylvania Department of State, about 1.4 million voters requested mail-in ballots statewide, and 69% were registered Democrats, 21% were Republicans, the rest were Independents, and you know it's like Democrats just across the board way higher than Republicans in this. Um, Philadelphia County, 165,980 mail-in ballots were requested. 86% went to Democrats. 5% went to Republicans. I mean, you, you're talking about this mail-in voting strategy that Democrats have been able to implement. It's working for them. And so what is the answer, Alex? Because, you know, you got the GOP, like, are they going to have to out, are they just going to have to play the game but harder? Or Because ha- how do we get rid of mail-in voting when they've already rigged the system in their favor?
1: Well, I know this is a conservative show, and I know a lot of a lot of people aren't going to align with this viewpoint, but I think, you know, we could take a page from Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum, and then we could also use Elon Musk. If we actually have microchips that we implant in people, voting chips, and you have one chip per person, then you cannot rig it because it's technologically advanced. So if we can put chips in people, and this is what Klaus Schwab has said, I think this is the only solution because everybody knows a mail-in ballot, shmail-in ballot. Microchip in your brain, and it'll also have features like (laughs) Wi-Fi, parking your Tesla, Mm -hmm. access to unlimited pornography. It's going to be yes, no. That's part. That's one of the best features of the chip. (laughs) That's the only solution that I personally see. Because until then, until machines that have hackers and schmackers and this and that, the chip is the only way. And I think you know, as much you know, we give the World Economic Forum a lot of flack. Voting chips. Think about it. I don't know. I don't have any investment in any voting chip company. That's if you're wondering, do not look into it.
0: (laughs) Really quickly, before we take a break here, I just wanted to give an update on Lauren Boebert's race, which we have been following last night. She held a lead of 551 votes. This is a difference of 0.16 percentage points over Adam Frisch. And he did call her uh, this afternoon to concede the race. So Lauren Boebert looks like she is uh, locked and loaded and ready to go back in to Congress. It is a shame though, that it was that close in the first place. Go ahead. I just
3: don't understand. Well, I understand, but you really have to look at that and say, why is it just so happens to be the case where these really, really close races, right? are the ones where we're having these sorts of, uh, issues right where it's like taking forever in a day mm-hmm. in order to get these ballots counted like I just don't see how a regular individual can look at that and not think that something's up
0: mm. you're a conspiracy theorist yeah I know a well I'm the libertarian
3: here so I mean yeah. not, everything mm-hmm. is a sham to me so yeah. it kind of works lends, lends itself to my favor
0: all right we've got uh, let's talk let's talk FTX when we come back So um, I have in my notes here that, uh, what is this this first story? New York Times is scheduled to host its 2022 Dealbook Summit on November 30th. Um, its participants include, obviously, you know, he's very busy in the middle of a very important <laughs> war, but Vladimir Zelensky, of course, uh, plans to be there. Sam Bankman-Fried, CEO of FTX. Mark Zuckerberg and uh, Secretary Janet Yellen. And... Um, it costs over uh, $1,200 to attend. And, of course, this follows just the rumors that we talked about that FTX is, like, working on this cute little money laundering scheme with Ukraine. Um, so it's nice that the two besties can be involved in this particular summit. Now, I, I want—I really, I'm trying to rush through these because what I really want to get to is the sex tape. So... Uh, next to update you on FTX, Sam Bankman-Fried donated the maximum amount possible to the six Republican senators who voted to impeach Trump. That is, of course, $5,800. Um, and that was Bill Cassidy, Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, uh, Ben Sass, Mitt Romney and Richard Burr. I'm sure that all of that is just totally coincidental, especially mm-hmm. when you think about the little line um, on his balance sheet, on FTX's balance sheet that had $7 million, um, a $7 million asset called Trump Lose. So, but I'm sure that was, you know, that was fine. Um, but uh, what I'd really like to talk about, and I wish, do you, you guys don't have a picture of the participants of the sex tape, do you? I really wish that we did because that's actually my favorite part of the story. But um, reportedly an anonymous source from within FTX claims to be in possession of a sex tape between Sam Bankman-Fried and his ex-girlfriend Caroline Ellison of Alameda Research. Now, they said that they are going to release the tape today on their uncensorable web page. Um, and he apparently transferred, Sam Bankman-Fried, transferred $10 billion of FTX customer money to... Uh, to Alameda last week in secret, so the company that his girlfriend, ex-girlfriend worked for, according to the New York Post, around two billion of the ten billion is still missing, and about 130 FTX group affiliates, including Alameda, were listed in a Chapter 11 bankruptcy petition last week. So this is getting really freaking weird. And again, I really control room. If you can find a pit, pe- like. This is not a sex tape anyone wants to see, so I don't really know. Well, I shouldn't have said that. Alex probably wants to
1: see it. I definitely it. want to see it, but I, that's for research purposes only, so that's, uh, that's just for different reasons. But no, when it comes to this, it's really actually pretty simple. When they ran out of BLM money, they realized they had to come up with another Ponzi scheme to mm. you know milk the American people. And I feel like the crypto bump, whatever you want to call it, Now it's definitely crashed, it it still exists. I'm not saying that crypto doesn't exist, but from what it was, at its highest peak, when Tom Brady, Larry David, they had every celebrity in this was involved and all that money went to Ukraine and has been money laundered to go to the DNC, it's just pretty obvious that this was a scam of the American people.
0: It is, but so it is to you. It is to me. I'm sure it is to you, Eric. I'll let you speak for yourself here in a second. But it's frustrating because as I'm reading all of these different moving parts, it feels like you need a Glenn Beck chalkboard to like Mm -hmm. remind everyone who the different players are and like what, you know, FTX and their, what was the Ukrainian aid for Ukraine Mm -hmm. that they had and all. Like it's like, I feel like every time I mention the story, (coughs) I wish I had an additional 10 minutes to remind everyone of the history because as we keep adding moving parts, it gets harder, I think, for the average American to understand because they're not this isn't their job. They're not like they don't have time to go through all of these things.
3: Yeah, this was such a bizarre, unsurprising story. But I mean, when you just consider the just vast amounts of money that we're Mm -hmm. we're dealing with that really got funneled to some of these evil institutions, uh, obviously the uh, DNC and so forth. What I hate is that the, the gig was up or the jig was up. And then what we see is these weird old leftists talking about regulation and and we need to like, this is an example, instead of saying that, well, this is the example of people taking advantage of folks and using said money to to, to funnel to these criminal organizations, instead of looking at it like that, they look at it like, well, we need to get government involved to regulate, let's say, what people deem as crypto or all that sort of stuff. I mean, I saw that coming a mile away, and that's exactly what, they are pushing for but look man these leftists are dirty oh, and these of course are the uh, ugly individual i usually don't call people that goofy let me say that goofy looking individuals that will be a part of this mm. tape that i want absolutely no so, part okay,
0: of so okay so there's there's mm. one one part and there's the other i this, this is not a sex tape i want to watch right. i mean i don't want to watch anyone's sex yeah, tapes yeah, but yeah, this yeah, is yeah, not yeah. i don't understand what I'm, the appeal is supposed that. to be I'm, I'm like nobody one. wants to watch any, I don't want to watch them having sex. I'm good on that. No, that's, no, that's, that's, why? That's a he's no me, still no.
3: No, <laughs> no for me.
0: This is listen. I'm just saying. When we talk about sex tapes, typically it's like Kim Kardashian, right? Like this is not what anyone wants to watch. I don't, and
3: it's funny. I remember this guy. You know, it was what's that? U- uber overly kind of fake positive dude that he does all these videos and I remember him covering this guy and all these great things that he was doing only to find out that uh, this was all a sham but these people are dirty man um, they get involved culturally man and really if you follow the money you really start to see what the sort of end game is this isn't the only thing that's out there uh, we, we talk about it on, on my channel a lot with Hollywood and how a lot of that stuff and, and money that really comes from a lot of folks that are on our side of the aisle that Inevitably, uh, on the inside of things, it ends up in the hands of people that absolutely despise us. And that, to me, is where the battle is going to be fought. We know the government is going to be utilized to give these weirdos funds in some way, shape or form. However, what I do think is that there's ways that we can control how we fund these evil institutions that use our money to then tell you how much you suck and are very influential to your children, They be it in entertainment and all that sort of stuff. I think to me, that has to be where the focus is and oftentimes it gets neglected by folks again on our side of the aisle. This is one of those stories that you, you have to be paying attention because this is how they navigate mm-hmm. and this is how they went. It's not always strictly political. like At the surface it's not usually like that at all. You just got to follow the money. Well, I want to make this
1: point, and it's tinfoil hat alert time. Uh, you where, know, did, we, where
0: did your tinfoil hat go?
1: I don't know. It's somewhere. I need to bring, I have more, actually. <laughs> we need to start selling them as merch. But this isn't my point. When it comes to Sam and Caroline's sex tape, it gives you similar vibes and the anonymous release to the Jeffrey Epstein honeypot Strategy that people have of like filming you have <clears throat> sex. And so I'm sure that this does exist, in my opinion. And I think they do it as some sort of leverage because when, like I said earlier, when I talk about the connection of Larry David being in a Super Bowl ad for FTX, you look at Tom Brady, you look at like a multitude of celebrities that were involved in this and now there's a sex tape of, him, of them and they, they gave so much money to the DNC. There's just something so weird and I almost think satanic or, or creepy about it. And then did you guys see that there was a psychiatrist they had on staff that was supposedly prescribing them amphetamines? Did you read that? What? Yes, you can look this up. Yes, yes. So there's just a lot of weird layers. Like they had an in-house pharmacist that could write prescriptions for them. So yes, yeah, so they could stay up in code and code and do Bitcoin uh, mining or whatever their, their strategy was. But yes, you did. That's this wild. is this has all been uh, you know written about. So it's just a very unusual situation. I know he's 29. That doesn't make him a little kid, but he basically is a kid. And then and then the also the money laundering part with the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. When are we going to get some, you know, information on the Hunter Biden Ukraine situation why do we keep using Ukraine as a money laundering situation with not only Bitcoin with Hunter Biden it's just insane i don't know how much longer we're going to keep uh, doing this until the american people are going to stand up
0: well uh alex i think we're going to be doing it probably for forever because the republicans are i would imagine have their hands dirty as well when mm-hmm. it comes to all of the corruption that's been going on in ukraine and they're yep. not going to do anything about it so i think you're right it's going to have to be an uprising of uh, the american people stop electing these people on both sides who have been so corrupt for so long and carried the water for a corrupt country like Ukraine. Um, All right, we've got more to come, but uh, we got to take a break. We'll be right
1: back. Eric's vibing. Eric's a hardcore rocker.
0: Yesterday, FBI Director Chris Wray refused to tell Rand Paul if the FBI is illegally harvesting Americans' data without a warrant. Watch.
5: So you purchase data. People purchase data all the time, and we sort of tolerate it for advertisings and things because it's anonymous data. Are you purchasing what is said to be anonymous data through the marketplace and then piercing the anonymous nature to attach individual names to that data?
6: Right, but when you asked about anonymous data, I was thinking more in terms of... Um,
5: no, I'm talking about data that is the, out there, <laughs> and are you purchasing data and then piercing the anonymous nature of that data?
6: So the manner in which we use, uh, we usually use the term commercial data, um, uh, is probably longer than I could explain here. But again, mm-hmm. let me have a... Have a so you you, of you, you, are,
5: you, aren't you will not answer the question. Are you collecting data not compelled by a warrant. That would not be in compliance with the law, but you won't answer that you're not collecting that data.
6: I I said two things. One, we're following the law, and second, that we would have somebody follow up with you with more detailed specifics. So those are two
5: specific questions. Are you getting data from them that's not compelled, and then are you piercing the anonymous nature of that technically?
0: Mm, Gotta love the FBI. Uh, He also, at one point, Chris Ray had to admit to Josh Hawley that he left an oversight hearing in August to board a private plane for a vacation. It must have been just way more important than the American people. Watch.
6: I am required, not only uh, permitted, but required to fly uh, on uh, an FBI plane wherever I go. So, So you were going on vacation? I was, yes. (laughs) So you left a statutorily required oversight hearing in order to go on a personal vacation in the Adirondacks? I took a flight to go visit my family, Mm -hmm. uh, as had been previously arranged in conjunction with the leadership of the committee.
0: These people, they're so, you know, it's like you heard Trump, love the guy, but you heard him talk about draining the swamp. How is it freaking possible that this guy is around?
3: I don't know, I mean, there can't be people really on this earth, right? Or rather in this country that don't believe that the FBI is collecting data on, really a lot of those alphabet agencies have collected data and are able to identify. It's not, it's more than, because what he's referring to is just like commercial data and they can actually break it down to and point it to an individ, individual, as in like that's mm-hmm. that individual's data. Of course, that's the thing. Um, but again, what are you gonna do about it? The Republicans, and this is what, I didn't get it actually a chance, now I'm gonna vent because I mm-hmm. didn't get a chance to really talk about like, I wasn't here with the post-election mm-hmm. sort of stuff. So, we have these Republicans who, of course, you know, definitely with what happened with the Senate race uh, out there in um, was it Georgia or whatever, and, and with Herschel Walker, everybody is, of course, blamed the libertarians because the libertarians didn't vote 2%. in the way. Uh, and that, therefore, everybody's mad at the liberty. It's funny, it doesn't matter whether you vote or not vote. It's, Libertarians, you have conservatives that would tell you libertarians are both ineffective and pointless and and they suck and all this other stuff. And simultaneously, we somehow can change entire um, elections at the same damn time. But when you have your establishment, right, Mm -hmm. that still continues to put forth idiots that do absolutely nothing two causes that I think everybody here, for the most part, would agree should happen. How on earth can you try to convince people to then go support your party simply because the Democrats suck? Because we all right, we'll say, let's assume, not assume, we know it's true, the Democrats are maybe worse. What does that change about anything regarding, our, in our lifetimes, moving closer towards liberty? Right? I mean, we have what happened with McConnell. We have, what's his name is now the House uh, Rep. McCarthy mm-hmm. or whatever, and, and X amount of I almost uh, 22 or 29 freaking Republicans go and support these people who people consider as the establishment. You don't even, pro- they don't even get primaried out of their positions. And then you're expecting us to be like, yeah, even though you haven't done anything, you've done nothing, literally nothing. You cannot say that in recent years, that even when they had control, that we move closer to individual liberty, especially with like spending, and you wanna talk about the inflationary issues it is that we had, even when you had Trump in office, that's not anything they care to actually address. So why on earth would I wanna support folks? And then you wonder like, well, the FBI's doing all this corrupt stuff, and then when you had all these people, you, you controlled this, you the House, you controlled this, you had your own pre- president, and they still were parading these idiots out, and did absolutely nothing to get them out of their positions, why on earth Would I waste my time? This is why I continue to make the argument that until we address the problem of culture, I think people are better suited if you care about liberty and going to a ballot and taking a dump in that bad (laughs) boy because at least you will have relieved yourself. So you've done something actually positive that works towards helping yourself individually more than it would be freaking checking a box of some quack who's gonna get out there and maybe, as I say about Republicans all the time, campaign like libertarians and they govern like freaking Democrats. Every time it hasn't stopped. And this is another example of it because we know the one person that makes sense, I've been making this case for the longest, Rand Paul has been making sense about this whole thing, and with freaking COVID and all that. You didn't want that guy, by the way, in 2016. You certainly didn't want his father in 2012. You didn't want him in 2008. Never mind that. Mm-hmm. Still, we are where we're at. So I ask my the conservatives that are watching the show, what's next? Or the, the the election is over. You even with getting control of what it, whatever it is, the House. What's next? Are we gonna move closer to Liberty? And I doubt we actually do. And I'm sorry that's a little off topic, actually it's on topic, but I was not here post-election. So this is my chance to then.
0: I think you were invited. You were just
3: too busy for yeah, us. Yeah, well, That's
0: true.
3: That's actually my fault.
0: I would like to just clarify. The oh. it, the News and Why It Matters official position is not to go and take a dump in the ballot box.
3: That no, that's, actually that's might hilarious. be good good illegal. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And I'm not. We can't be held liable. If you get arrested, just
1: call this guy. I do <laughs> want to make a point about Christopher <laughs> Ray and uh, the FBI, <laughs> though. You know, the FBI director. I can see why he's the FBI director. He's very talented. He's very smooth at answering these hard questions. But what people don't realize is after nine eleven, we signed what is called the Patriot Act. That gave mm-hmm. the FBI warrantless search and seizure of our emails and phone records if they think we're domestic terrorists, international terrorists. So we have no privacy. We live in a police state. You have the illusion of privacy, but like with this metadata, they can figure out and target you without even your name. They can just know by your height, weight, whatever. Mm-hmm. With metadata, they can basically figure out anything. So, you know... Christopher Ray could just sit there and say, hey, you know, we did the Patriot Act, we can really do whatever the hell we want. But he answers it smoothly, he answers it like we actually have liberty. So no, we have an illusion of liberty. That does not exist any longer whatsoever. In a digital era, they can see your bank account, they can shut you down, you see what they did to the people on January 6th. So no, uh, you have no liberty. You are a, uh, I hate to say it, but we are now a digital slave to the system.
0: So just to kind of add to both of your points here, um, there was a class action lawsuit that was filed in uh, Massachusetts. It alleges that the Massachusetts Department of Public Health coordinated with Google to develop a contract tracing app in April 2021, and it accuses the Department of Public Health They are accused of installing spyware that deliberately tracks and records movement and personal contacts onto over a million mobile devices without the owner's permission and awareness. And it was not This is part of the claim. Again, this is is all alleged. The mobile app was not voluntarily downloaded by very many people. And it accuses the the Department of Public Health and Google of secretly auto installing COVID spyware onto all of these phones. Um, And. We'll see, because the lawsuit also goes on to claim that if the owner deleted the app, that the Department of Public Health just like, it, they were able to just go in <laughs> and reinstall it. You guys don't think, and listen, I'm not, like I'm, this isn't an ExpressVPN ad read right now, but like, <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. Um, you know, and maybe not with this in particular, but like, you guys don't think that they are taking your data and using it. They are, and it's never for good, as it turns out. It, well, it's good for them. It's <laughs> never for good for you. So I just, I mean, this is, this is really scary well, and stuff.
1: I want to make this point. When any app is free, you are the product. Remember that. Right,
0: right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, but you look really tired.
1: I am a little tired today because I was up till 3 in the morning driving back from Texas AM. I don't like
0: it. I know. I need
1: I know. better energy from you. I know. Well, I'll be, ba- I'll be more hyped up when I get some more sleep. But yeah, I was up late driving. I didn't really sleep. The cats. Then when I got home, the cats were <laughs> peeing everywhere. The dog peed inside the house. So then I'm cleaning Jesus. everything up. I just hardly slept because I was up all night. I was you a, should
0: think about getting a litter box.
1: I have that, but the dog, Ginger, <laughs> I was, and I was up just driving. We had, we, you know, Ann and I had a very nice evening. So if you're watching this, Ann, I really enjoyed our evening together.
0: All right, well, it's time to take a break. We'll be right back. <laughs> Hundreds of employees at Twitter have reportedly decided to resign after Elon Musk demanded that they commit to, quote, extremely hardcore working conditions uh, in an email that he addressed employees this week. Elon said, going forward to build a breakthrough, Twitter 2.0 and succeed in an increasingly competitive world, we will need to be extremely hardcore. This will mean working long hours at high intensity. Only exceptional performance will constitute a passing grade, and there was a link inside that email that users could click on if they did not want to be, or if they wanted to be part of the new Twitter and anyone who did not click the link by 5 p.m. Eastern would receive three months of severance. This is so hardcore, I love it. And this is after, remember, Elon already let go like what, 7,500 people um, earlier this month to try to cut out all of the bloat. Who would have thought that a cute little safe space like Twitter would have you know, um, acquired all of these, I would imagine, Gen Z, millennial workers who were just sitting there, twiddling their thumbs, collecting pay, thinking, hey, this is a pretty, this is what adult life is like, this is great. I just sit around and do nothing all day. And now they're like, we don't like him, he's mean.
3: All these fake jobs, man. And obviously they're not the only tech company that's doing a bunch of layoffs Mm -hmm. right now. We know Amazon uh, did some, Uh, as well as Meta. So it's happening all across the board. And I caught this out a while back in that, you know, these fake jobs that so many people had are going to be, of course, the first ones to go. When I say fake job, I don't mean that, you know, a job that let's say you feel is not necessary i'm saying that a job that the market doesn't actually demand mm-hmm. and these uber rich sort of entities of course had the luxury of bringing people on i don't know if you so guys saw that one video of this lady who was talking about basically this is my day in the life of a twitter employee uh, and she was at the headquarters and for the first half of her day, she didn't do anything. She mm-hmm. came in, <laughs> she uh, went to the cafeteria. She she had like a 30 minute meeting or something, I think is what she said. But after that, there was nothing else that was being actually done that was uh, productive. She was going exploring and doing all of that sort of stuff. And it was funny because I worked in tech before all of this stuff that I do right now blew up. I worked in tech and I know how Yes, your job is important for some of you, but you are certainly easily replaceable, even if you are a senior dev or something of that nature. There are so many people that definitely now are willing to slide right in, they'll get it figured out, and it'll be like nothing happened. You had all these crack smokers last night who I I had a ball making fun of, who seriously thought because idiot, reporters were going around saying Twitter's but I'm getting word that something potentially might possibly happen that with these internal employees and Twitter might be down as early as though can't confirm as early as tonight. And then we woke up and nothing happened. Because a lot of those jobs were not necessary and that is the reality. So many folks have had to find the hard way. You might have a well paying job but you are replaceable. For whatever reason you have a lot of weirdos who think that well just because I I, I work in a Important job, and I have all of these. um, I'm very, very smart. Mm. This company depends on me. So if I'm gone, everything shut down. No, it doesn't. And Twitter seems to be fine, certainly, right now. We got the Babylon B that seemed to just get reinstated right before uh, the show as well. So there seems to get the ball movement moving on whatever direction that Twitter is certainly going to go in. But it was, it's a lot of fake jobs and it ain't going to just stop with Twitter these, these diversity and inclusion fake jobs who sit up here and oversee a lot of, of of what is happening which is not actually work those jobs are going to be gone and you're going to be finding you're lucky you got severance you're lucky you got severance
0: that's what I was thinking too three
3: months like Wow. their asses to the curb. Yeah, yeah world's I tiniest
0: it.
1: violin. I yeah, mean, the, you know. the severance
0: should have been all of those months that you were collecting mm. a paycheck <laughs> for yeah. doing yeah. bare minimum
1: work. Yeah. and I think their headquarters is in the Yeah, the Tenderloin district too. Mm-hmm. That has like the worst homeless and drug use, I believe, in that district in San Francisco. So it's, it's just the place is just Twitter stinks. And I think he's cutting the fat, so I think it's going to be a lot better now. But is free speech going to exist, truly? No, I don't think so.
0: Uh, Well, AOC tweeted yesterday, shout out to all the workers at Twitter. You all built a vital place for connection and deserved so much better. Millions of people appreciate the space you built and the hard work that went into it. Thank you. To which Elon... Musk replied, you're welcome. I I think my very favorite thing on Twitter is Elon Musk uh, trolling AOC. AOC. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do we guys, do we have these tweets? I'm not seeing them on the board. I'm wondering what's going on. Uh, AOC then tweeted, if only we had taxed the rich,
3: maybe none of this would have happened. That's probably the most evil thing that she said in this whole ordeal, because it goes to show, it taps you in the mind of definitely these leftists and that they think that every solution to every single problem is to give the government more money. And that's not how it works. Really? No. Yeah, Elon. You don't
0: wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm. This is. I'm. This is okay. blowing my mind. Uh, you don't trust uh-huh. the government to spend your money wisely. No, so? it's not
3: like they're in like trillions of dollar worth of uh, debt and a deficit spending right now by the billions at all. So, huh? Pesky facts. Yeah.
1: I want Elon to back off my girl AOC. She is mine. She is my tamale. Get away from her right now, Elon. That is an order. <laughs> Follow it immediately, please.
0: I mean, I, I think. I think he's just making fun of her.
1: I know, but but you're stealing a lot of my thunder and you're stepping (laughs) on the highlight of my life. And I know that's easy for you as a billionaire, but right now I'm going through a lot of emotional pain and struggle with AOC. She's blocked me, she's continuing to ignore me, which is making life difficult, challenging, and uh, I'm just, you know, I'm really not doing well. So if you would consider backing off, Elon, I would appreciate that, thank you.
0: She did block you, didn't she? Uh huh.
1: Totally, still unblocked (laughs) after everything that we did.
0: Isn't this, I, I would bet that she was one of the ones who said that, because people filed a lawsuit against Trump when Trump would block people on Twitter. Yes, yes. Um, obviously, people who were harassing him. And they said that if you are a public elected, uh, if you are an elected official, right, a public representative, mm-hmm. that the public deserved to be able to read what you had to say. So I'm just saying you may want to consider Lawyering up, Alex. Yeah, but I
1: think I'd have to be a constituent. But I, I mean, I just, her and I have such a long history. I don't want to make it legal right Not yet. You know, not after everything we had. I, I, I still think there is a, a future. So. <laughs> okay, well, you hold on to that hope, buddy. I, I'm holding on to it, okay. like, for dear life.
0: Okay, <laughs> all right. got to take a quick break. Yeah. We'll be right back. <laughs> The Washington Post published an article titled, Michelle Obama says Americans weren't ready for her natural hair. And the (laughs) the tweet, when they tweeted out the article, it says, First Lady Michelle Obama considered wearing her hair in braids while living in the White House, but then she thought of the American people, let me keep my hair straight. Obama said of her mindset at the time, let's get health care passed. And so she was thinking, like, they're just now getting adjusted to these black people in the White House, and they're just not ready to handle it. Except they just elected, well, they would say the world's, uh, the country's first black man. That's, I would say Bill he's mixed. Clinton. I would say Bill Clinton. Right, yeah. right. right. Yeah. I mean, Obama is half white, so I would say mixed. But um, Eric as the resident uh, black person at the table. (laughs) Could you uh, please take first stab at this?
3: That's such a, I do, I will say that there are, and I think it's more self-imposed, that there are black people, uh, it's far less than what it was maybe back when they were a thing, that are like, I don't know, self-conscious kind of about how they wear, wear their hair, mm-hmm. uh, which is why they tend to wear it in a way that is not natural to to certainly how it grows. Mm-hmm. Again, I think a lot of it's self-imposed. Maybe there are one or two idiots that may feel some kind of way, but for the most part, like definitely by then, I don't think people have as much of a problem with folks wearing their hair the way that it literally grows mm-hmm. um, right. out of their Head. Right. But again, a lot of that's self imposed. I, I will say that just, you know, having my own individual experience, definitely being raised by a bunch of more, more so for black women. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. less, less about. Uh, uh, for black black men, but certainly for, for black women they some of them feel like well That's the kind of the standard of definitely beauty and and all of that though I just don't believe that I prefer that people definitely black women were they wear their hair the way that it grows out Their hair naturally as opposed to putting all the crap in it.
0: I mean the left worshiped Michelle Obama They wouldn't have cared. Yeah. at yeah. all.
3: Yeah, I can prove that Michelle Obama is prettier than Melania Trump.
0: Can you
1: she was on the cover of Vogue more times?
0: <laughs> Which yeah, more times because Melania was on at zero because she was horrible. Michelle Obama
1: is prettier than Melania Trump. Proof.
0: Michael Obama? You
1: know? No. Bro, can we no. say that? No, <laughs> no you cannot. <laughs> Michelle Obama most beautiful
0: Oh, I'm sorry, or, I miss, or, I just misspoke. I I oops. first lady I just ever. Mispoke. very very feminine. Most beautiful, and beautiful. ever. Nothing in between her legs. Shall. It's fine. It's fine. No.